Picture this, two guys trapped in the South Charleston Public Library. One guy loves movies, the other, well, he'd rather be watching reality TV. Can they survive each other's favorite films? Find out on Real Opposites, a library podcast about movies, hosted by Josh and Aaron from the South Charleston Public Library. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Real Opposites podcast. I'm Aaron, who doesn't really like movies. And I'm Josh, who loves movies and lives for them. And we're excited to come back and talk about our recommendations from the last podcast. Mine was Hairspray for Josh. And I chose Robocop 1987, not the remake, uh, for Aaron. Okay, so I guess we will start with Hairspray which yep. was my movie that I had Josh watch. It's the remake as well, or the 2007 version. The yep. musical, which Josh isn't crazy about, I know that already, but had a pretty good cast, and I enjoyed it. had good songs, has a good meaning, a lot about differences and how everybody's still the same, but we'll see what you thought, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> First off, improvement on Mad Money. All right. It was very colorful. Songs were pretty good. Like, I've seen the original, the John Waters film. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I really enjoyed it. This one, I, ex- I actually expected it to be, like, a little bit more exuberant than it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of felt, I think with musicals, the ones that really grabbed me are the ones that really have a lot of intricate camera work and choreography. Kind of thought it was a little bland in that respect, but the music was good. The cast, I mean, like, it was perfectly fine, musical. So, um, since it was a musical, yeah. what was your favorite, what would you even call that, musical performance? Oh, yeah. Well, it's easily John Travolta and Chris Walken. Yeah. Like, just anything with those two were terrific. It did take a minute to get used to Travolta in the in the makeup, because yeah. it's like, it's a little alarming at first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, and also, he kind of, <laughs> when he first started, he kind of sound, sounds like Dr. Evil. Oh, okay. And that was making me laugh a good bit. <laughs> But yeah, his his stuff with Chris Walken, anything anytime Travolta is on screen, I really dug it. Yeah, and his his dance number at the end is really good. Amazing. That's when honestly, that's when the movie came alive. At the very end with Travolta, it, it is. And <laughs> during that part, did you catch the cameo? Uh, hmm. In the audience. Oh, it was Rick, Ricky Lake? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Who was? Who was in the original? the original? She was the main girl in the original. Exactly. I can't remember the name, but. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I liked it a little bit more, like you know, yeah, issues with like the technical things, but it, it, right. it was a good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it for a musical. I'd put it like upper mid tier musical. All right. I mean, I, in my opinion, of your opinion, that's not bad. <laughs> no, that's like, like I said, huge improvement over Mad Money. At least this had some aspirations mm-hmm. to for something else, and it's a better looking movie, better performances. Right. Like it had more energy. I think as far as you said, with like not as big dance numbers and things like that with the musical, in my opinion of that, I liked that about that movie specifically because the original is not really a musical. Yeah. yeah. So they've kind of, and then they've turned it into a Broadway musical, but I think this was a good in between. Yeah. It wasn't like they took the Broadway and made a movie of it, but they didn't go too far from the original on some of the scenes as far as making it too elaborate. So yeah. I thought it was a good in between because I've I've seen all of them. I I got to see it yeah. off Broadway in Huntington years ago. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool, and I think the cast. But you're right, Travolta and Walken. Anytime they're on screen, yeah. they 
they steal the movie. I mean, that yeah. was the best part of the movie. And their dynamic together is hilarious. Yeah. And especially that scene where that they're singing yeah, with when, each other. When they're dancing yeah. and singing together. Yeah. I was like, Outside oh, of the clothesline. Yeah, this is terrific. <laughs> this is terrific. It is. It's just so amazing. <laughs> but so I'm glad you liked it at least a little bit better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I and it was it. a musical. Yeah, it was a musical I enjoyed. There's only a handful of those that I generally like. Right. So I really dug it. So since we're talking about musicals. And you said you don't like very many musicals. It's I'm kind of curious. What would be like your top five musicals? Uh, my top five musicals would be Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's a good one. The uh, South Park movie from 1999. My Fair Lady. I kind of like quite a bit. Rex Harrison's pretty boss in that. It could cut out about a half hour, but other than that, it's okay. Grease, the original. Of course. What is it? Three? Four. It's four. Okay. And... Uh, the Greatest Showman. Oh, that's a great choice. I, sh- it, I, it's not a movie I should like, but I like it. Well, because it's amazing. I mean, it is good. It's catchy, and I don't, I don't generally don't like that kind of pop music, but that movie puts me under a spell. Right. Well, I've seen three of those. Okay. So that's like an improvement on my list. I mean, there's only two that I haven't seen. Which ones haven't you seen? My Fair Lady. Yeah. And South Park. You've never seen the South Park movie? Mm. Oh. But it's now fun. I it's now I know fun. two musicals I need to watch. It's great. You gotta watch it. Which you know, who knows if I ever will. But oh, and I forgot. I'm taking out Grey Showman. Street, oh. Streets of Fire, uh, 1984 Walter Hill movie. Diane Lane, Rick Moranis, Willem Dafoe. It's just like this weird, awesome 40s, 50s rock set in like a alternate universe. Oh, it's terrific. And uh, Streets of Fire is going to be one that we're. It's a choice for next month's Real Cinephiles Movie Club. Oh, okay. So if you're interested in seeing that, which a lot of people haven't seen it, we may be watching it next month. Okay. That would be good. I am one of those people that haven't seen it. So now out of your top five, I have seen two. So now I have three to add to the list. Yeah. (laughs) But Greatest Showman is also still good. It is good. Yeah, I do like it. Robocop. Yes. Switch gears hard right here. Yeah. In the Robocop. Definitely, definitely the opposite way. Yeah. So I will also say I enjoyed this movie better than the last. Robocop had that cool, I don't know if it's 80s, whenever it was. Yeah, 87. Yeah. So 80s feel action movies, which I'm not usually fond of action movies, but I've seen some of those back of the older ones. Mm -hmm. But it, it had that, that feel that I think does make a good, action movie kind of like death wish one through five <laughs> um i've seen all those and it had it had kind of that kind of feel about it it had good action scenes it had a lot of gore which i wasn't oh yeah i wasn't expecting <laughs> i didn't understand that there was going to be which i'm 100 okay with <laughs> but just some of the scenes i was like oh that just happened um, <laughs> yeah. and especially for it to be in an older movie but i guess back then they they did do a lot of that still oh yeah but yeah, it was definitely more graphic than I thought it was going to be. But I did enjoy it. It actually had, to me, had a story. And that's what I felt the last movie was lacking a little yeah. bit. So this one was a story, at least a story that I could follow. I think there's some stuff that maybe didn't hold up. Maybe not as PC as it would have to be these days. But you find that with old movies. And that's just the time of that it was. Yeah. Other than that, I enjoyed it. I actually checked out the new RoboCop. <laughs> but of course, m- me being me, I did not watch it. Um, 
But I did buy it from the Dollar Tree. Prepare to be disappointed. Okay. Well, I figured I liked it enough to see, okay, what did they do with it in present day? And present day to me is however old it is. It's like 2014. Okay. Yeah. And a movie is still new to me if it's like 10 years old. So, because I never watched them. So, I, I enjoyed it enough that I thought, okay, maybe I'd like to see the newer version. So, I would, I would definitely... Uh, maybe even recommend it to someone if they like action movies. But yeah. So what did you think of like the kind of satirical elements, like all the media? Yeah. So that's another thing. And not only did it have a story, but it was even stuff that could almost relate to today. Exactly. And it, it had wit and had humor, but it was also topped off with, Blood and guts. Yeah. And, and, and that is something that made it really interesting for me. Very, I did watch it in one sitting even. Wow. Yeah. Impressed. Yeah. <laughs> you very rarely find like kind of the, the over the top violence and, and all that fun stuff mixed with like a really smart script. Right. And humor and dark, dark humor and also like a lot of social satire, like all the stuff prevalent at the time with like privatizing police and like institutions like that. Right. And all these Wall Street guys just taking over, feeling like they're heads of the world. And it's still very relevant. Right. Know? But yeah, all the stuff like like all the, the commercials. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that stuff. And he does it so good in Starship Troopers later, Paul Verhoeven. Similar kind of thing. But um, yeah, Robocop's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think that is the thing. It had that story. You were able to feel for the characters. Yeah. If it was a character you weren't supposed to like, you did not like that character. And that's one thing I feel some movies lack for me personally. And that's why I like TV. I like the building of a character and you, you may hate the character at the beginning and then you, you know, you have change your mind. But I felt like this movie did a great job of that. It, you knew who you liked, you knew who you didn't like, and it just makes the violence better. Yeah. Because you're like, <laughs> yeah, on you're, their side. You're invested in them. And yeah, yeah, exactly. You're invested. And I, I loved how they did that. So were you shocked by uh, how violent Foreman's dad is? I don't know who that, I don't the, know who that uh, is. <laughs> Hartwood Smith, who played the, the dad in 70 show. Okay. I've never seen that either. All right. We cut this. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can, if you can uh, tell me maybe who he was in oh, the he's, movie, he's oh, what's his name in the movie? The the guy that shoots with the shotgun that finally shoots him, but when he's still Murphy the cop, you know, he's got the glasses. Oh, the bad guy, about, you know, where the he, main bad guy. Yeah, where he's, yeah he see, cut, that's he, what I need. To he hear. comes into the he's guy's the main bad guy. He comes into the guy's house. He's like, please. Okay, so yeah, it's the main bad guy with the glasses. I guess at the end, the boss is the main bad guy, but yeah, yeah, the the main one at the beginning—that's the main bad yeah, guy. Yeah, I thought he was good. You didn't like him, but then you find out something that's like he's also not the main bad guy. Yeah, no, it's not. So it's, it's, it's kind of it was a little bit of a twist. Yeah, it's not the violent drug dealer. It's the corporate exactly sleazeball. Exactly. That is really the, the main bad guy. Right. And yeah. so I thought that was neat, but his port- portrayal of just a boss yeah. drug dealer <laughs> was really good. And he was funny too. Yeah. Cause that was like a thing, like when they started the 70s show and he's the dad and everyone was like from Robocop, knew him from Robocop a lot. And it was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So I dad? never, I guess I've n- never really watched the full episode of the 70s show, okay. but now that you've mentioned it, I, I see who you're talking about. And of course I didn't notice it in the movie because. Yeah, yeah. He was one of my favorite characters. 
because he set the tone and it, that character did it really well. Yeah. And his acting helped with that. Murphy goes from a cop to, you know, Robocop. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of borderline of like, that's, that's his whole path is like trying to figure out how much humanity does he still have? And he overwrites the programming. So it's kind of this man versus machine right. theme. But I like that they even, they have so much fun with it that even like the 8209, the big mm-hmm. hulking uh, Robocop-ish thing. <laughs> There's like the part at the end, like when him and Robocop are fighting, there's stairs. Yes. And it's like <laughs> such poor design. No one thought that this thing would ever go upstairs. And it's like, it's like dangling there at the end and it's like trying to step on the next step and it can't do it and it falls down the steps. Yeah. I love Brilliant. that. And, and it was, and that's exactly what flashed through my head. I'm like, okay, these are supposed to be replacing cops. <laughs> But never expected to go up or downstairs. <laughs> no. So, like, the bad guy is really going to get away pretty easily. Yeah. But that was a hilarious scene. And and that's the thing. I, I like when a movie... So, with that, you don't expect it to be gory and funny. And I think Hairspray does that, too. Like, you go into a musical and you're like, okay, this is going to be yeah. all straight-up music. Yeah. But they still kept the funny part from the original movie yeah. and the and the feeling of the original movie. And they interwove, you know, the theme of equality and you know they're transitioning with the right, yeah, with hairspray. Yeah. And that that's that's what I was saying at the beginning is yeah. with hairspray, it's really cool because it still carried that over from the first yeah, movie, which yeah. is exactly what it's about: equality of <clears throat> race, size, everything. Yeah. Because you have Edna, who's John Travolta, yeah. doesn't want to leave the house because of yeah. her size and. And tra- thinking Tracy can't be on TV because of her size. And then you have, I can't think of her name, that's at the TV station. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, Michelle oh, yeah. Pfeiffer, who also doesn't want race or size on TV. Yeah. So yeah. it really deals with that, and that's kind of cool, too. But they do it in a funny way. Yeah, I mean, usually a lot of that stuff, <clears throat> try to work that in very, like, overtly into a movie. It mm-hmm. kind of, it's a little cringy. Right. But that one, it felt pretty natural to the story and the, mu- and the music and everything. Right. So it didn't, like, I liked it. I and and that's, was... I think that could be a common theme for both of these movies because I think they both kind of do that well. They mm-hmm. approach social issues. Yeah. With, but still, like, in a good movie. You yeah. have a musical and you have a bloody sci-fi action. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that was pretty cool when you start talking about both of them, how they both do more than just a movie. Oh, yeah. It's more than just an A to A B C story. Exactly. You, know? like you have a lot of texture there. Right. I think that's why I enjoyed Robocop. But, of course, that's one of the big reasons I enjoyed Hairspray. Yeah. But a lot of it was also the casting. And I think the cast was in both of them was great and really helped the movies be carried along. Similar to a movie we watched with our Real Cinephiles Movie Club last week, uh, Blade Runner. It also deals with kind of the privatization of the police force and the police chief in Blade Runner even says if you're not police you're little people Mm -hmm. so you have a similar dystopian future where you have this kind of police force that's over enforcing and is very overwhelming to the general populace Mm -hmm. they have a lot in common in that way I think Hmm. And a lot of of sci-fi movies like that do that offer like a darker bleaker version Mm -hmm. and like they're less about the future and more about what's going on right now I think you know you couldn't be more different as far as Blade Runner and Robocop, like as far as stylistically. But a lot of them end up talking about a lot of the same things. And I've never seen Blade Runner, of course. So I mean, I've never seen Blade Runner, but the fact that movies do that is something I really enjoy. And it's always a surprise when you watch something like when I watched Robocop. 
I did not expect to see that all the social issues yeah. come into play too. And then Hairspray even does that and touches on social injustice mm-hmm. with the scene towards the end where they're trying to keep him from coming into the yeah. big event they were having. Yeah. And the police are involved and she gets in trouble for basically assaulting a police officer by yeah, yeah. like bopping him with a sign. So it's just neat that movies can do that. And when you look at it at face value, you don't expect that. No. And that's exactly how I was going into Robocop. I was like, okay, cool. A sci-fi action movie about a robot cop? I had no idea. Yeah, the the title doesn't really do the movie justice, but I also love the pulpiness of the title. Right. You know, just like Robocop. It's very direct. Right. But similarly, like Blade Runner actually touches on a lot of the issues that Hairspray touches on, Mm -hmm. which is, so it's just replaced like African-Americans from Hairspray with like replicants Mm -hmm. in Blade Runner. Um, They're kind of treated, the way they're treated is like second-class citizens. They're not allowed to do this or that. It's similar themes, even though they're separated by like 60 years in a timeline, you know. Right. Blade Runner takes place in 2019 and Hairspray is in the 60s. And and that's neat. And to see these movies that touch on it, it also brings to the fact that, I mean, things aren't that different. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, if we can watch these movies and it also still ties into today. Yeah. So, Aaron, I gave you my top five musicals. <laughs> Sir, what are your top five action movies? That's a, that's a great question. It may be one that I can't answer because I don't know that I could even think of an action movie that I've seen unless you count something like Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. But I don't know if that's even considered an action movie. I mean, it's, it's absolutely an action movie. <laughs> I, I mean, out of those, I would say that's the best one. Yeah. Or at least had the best soundtrack. I don't know that I can even pinpoint an action movie that I have watched that I can say, oh, I loved that movie. That isn't Death Wish? That isn't... Yeah. I, I mean, I, Death Wish, I watched those as a kid, and... I watched Robocop. I yeah. mean, that's an action movie and it was, it was decent. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know that I could actually give you a list of five, five movies. <laughs> For the record, Death Wish 3 is one of the best trash movies ever made. It's absolutely <laughs> incredible. Just if you want to just have a good, good lark. Well, just a lot of fun. There's a part where Charles Bronson has like this, it's like a minigun, like, like, um, like Jesse Ventura has in Predator. It's it's hilarious. And he's just mowing down people. <laughs> I watched those when I was probably too young to be watching those. Yeah. And it was on VHS, so that tells you a little bit. But I remember at the time, well, one, I was too young to be watching them. <laughs> and I was like, oh, why did my grandpa give me this to watch? And he's just preparing <laughs> for, the, for the realities of harsh life. I just ran out of, like, I had already watched Grease so many times on my VHS that it probably wouldn't work anymore. And I was like, what do you have? So Death Wish 1 through 5 is what I got. Once I got over the initial shock of maybe I shouldn't be watching this, they were really good movies yeah. at that time. <laughs> and it was just campy at times, but oh, yeah. funny, but full of action. and But it did have a story. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a great story, but they all had a story. What's the excuse this time for Charles Bronson to blow some people away? Exactly. Also, they, I like that your was it your father? Your, my grandpa. Your grandfather's yeah. like he's like, Aaron, do you like Greece? Here's Death Wish. <laughs> I mean, he was just trying to set me on a different path, I think. <laughs> but <laughs> But they did also remake Death Wish. Oh, yeah, yeah, with Bruce Willis. Yeah, uh, I, I'm assuming it was a remake. I don't think it was supposed to go in. Yeah, mind. no, it's, it's a but, remake. I haven't seen it. I, 
Okay. I did. I saw it. Oh, yeah? Because I was like, I've seen Death Wish 1 through 5. <laughs> I might as well see this one. And I wouldn't say it was a horrible movie for what it was, yeah. but I wouldn't have. I mean, it kind of had the same motive and things like that, but the gore, the funny stuff, the... Like that, like, 80s. It, uh, the 80s was like, gone. Yeah. I would have just called it something different and named it another that, action that movie that thing, stars like, Bruce Willis. Like, like the Yeah, when like I that. saw the trailer, I was like, well, this looks like a standard Bruce right. Willis action movie. Nothing screamed Death Wish. Right. You know. So there's an action movie I've, I've seen. Okay. The, the new Death Wish. <laughs> <laughs> and the other five. All right. <laughs> So earlier you mentioned Streets of Fire, yes. the musical, your number five, uh-huh. which bumped out a great musical, but that's okay. But we that is one of the possibilities for this next. Yeah, for our next uh, Real Cinephiles movie club. Yeah. So, so what are the other options? So the other options are Blowout, 1981, directed by Brian De Palma, starring John Travolta and John Lithgow. It's a terrific thriller, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, just classic. Groundhog Day. With Bill Murray. Oh, I've seen uh, Yeah, it's a great movie. It's one of my favorite comedies. Because, <laughs> you know, next month's, I think, February 2nd, Groundhog Day. Yeah, so. that's true. Streets of Fire. And then Last Night in Soho. Edgar Wright's new movie came out in 2021. It's this kind of giallo horror mystery. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a really good movie. So we have a lot of really great choices. You're welcome to, if you want to come... Pick your movie, come to the front desk, or message us on Facebook, or call us, and we can sign you up, and you can pick your movie. And it'll be uh, February 19th, Saturday, at 12 noon. Okay. And they basically come, they talk about the yeah. movie, they have popcorn, they have popcorn. But, but you do get that cinephile-style yeah. showing where you guys are going to discuss and pick apart these movies. Yeah, we encourage you to take notes, and we're going to talk for a little while afterwards, you know, what you, cut, what you got from the movie, any takeaways you had about either the themes or the filmmaking, you know, if it's your first time, just first impressions. Right. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, it sounds really interesting, and it's something that I do want to attend eventually, as soon as my schedule allows me to. But, I mean, even this one, now that you've talked about the Streets of Fire, that one sounds interesting. I've also never seen Indiana Jones, and I feel like I probably should. The I'm shaking my head. You can't see, but I'm shaking my head. And then the last night in Soho. Last I think night in Soho. Yeah, that is actually one I've been yeah, wanting to see. You mentioned that, so that I think that would be good as well. Yeah. But I think they're all great choices. Yeah, and it sounds like it. It was fun last time, and I think people would really enjoy it. So if you like movies, or maybe if you don't, it still could be a great experience, yeah. and it may help someone like me appreciate movies yeah. a little more. If you want to broaden your horizons, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, also could see a movie that's been your favorite or see a new movie or, you know, maybe one day see Crossroads. Who knows? Also, it's a free movie. So <laughs> There's that. There's that. And so Crossroads will never be. <laughs> as long as I'm here, Crossroads will never be shown. Well, maybe I will just host one. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do an Aaron month. <laughs> a rogue cinephile <laughs> group. So last podcast. We did mention the competition where we had set up Robocop and Buffy, two of our favorite movies. Yeah. And do you know if they've been checked out anymore or if any of them won? It is with great sadness that our report <laughs> Buffy is in the lead. It has been checked out seven times. Robocop 
It's been checked out six times. I plead with you, listeners. <laughs> Come in, check out Robocop. We have it on DVD and Blu-ray. Which is cool. We do have Blu-rays now. Yes. I don't know if we mentioned that last time or not. I think we did. So, regardless, yeah. we'll mention it again. We have Blu-rays, and that's yeah. awesome. I would even put my two cents in there to say, come watch RoboCop. I think it is a good movie. But while you do that, also check out Buffy so it's continuing to win, <laughs> because it is also a great movie. Very funny. But, yeah, I think RoboCop is worth giving a, a watch. Your favorite you... your favorite death scene of all time, right? Oh, 100%. Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens' yeah. death scene is amazing. It's it's pretty legendary. And if for no other reason, come check out Buffy and watch Paul Rubens' death scene. It is amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, I would I would say also check out RoboCop while you're doing it. It's, it's neat to do these movies that we haven't seen or that, <laughs> well, you haven't seen. And yeah. I... Most of them you haven't seen, at least so far, and I haven't seen for sure. And find these new movies that yeah. possibly are something that's really good that we would have never watched. Like Robocop, I've heard of it and would have probably never picked it up and watched it. But yeah, we have, a, we have a pretty great collection of movies now, and there's a lot of life for every taste. Yeah, and we're continuing to get new ones, yeah. new movies and old movies that yeah. we just don't have filling yeah. in that collection. And we've made space recently for more, Yeah. so it's definitely worth coming in. Even if you've been here and looked through our movies, take another look because we've expanded our collection. Yeah. If you miss the vibe of an old rental store, we're as close as you're going to get. <laughs> 100%, because I don't think Redbox can compete if no. it's just... Red Redbox doesn't talk to you and offer recommendations. That's true. <laughs> this is tying back into RoboCop. <laughs> exactly. How it's a is, machine a that machine, has taken over. A machine cannot contend with the will of man. This is true. And we have that here. So <laughs> definitely come check out some movies and make those Robocop and Buffy. So. Yeah. So I guess that brings us to talking about uh, the next podcast yes. and the movies we selected for that. That's correct. So for Aaron, I have chosen uh, Martin Scorsese's 1976. Oh, it's just masterpiece. One of my favorite movies. Taxi Driver, starring okay. Robert De Niro, Jodie Foster, and Sybil Shepherd. It's a terrific character piece. It's one of the best movies dealing with like loneliness and just the disintegration of someone's soul. Okay, well that actually, it's a heavier movie than RoboCop. That's okay. I enjoy heavy movies sometimes, and it does sound interesting. And I'm sure you will not be surprised that I have not seen it. So once again, it will be <laughs> another movie to mark off that bucket list yeah. to make what? I don't know, 44. Uh, so that, that'll be good. And mine that I have chosen is going to be way different than the first one or the second one. I'm just throwing a little bit of differences out there for you, but my friend Dahmer. Okay. So it was a graphic novel written by one of Jeffrey Dahmer's classmates. Oh. And it was turned into a movie, and it's from his point of view, and it actually has nothing to do with the killings. Mm -hmm. It's actually his life leading up to his killing. Oh, wow. These are two surprisingly similar choices. Yes. <laughs> so Just based on that description. Yeah. So I think it will be interesting, and it definitely dives into a different part of movies that I okay. like. It has more of like an independent type feel and but it's also serial killer related, but yeah. it dives into okay. the psychological part. This next podcast is gonna be depressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll still have fun some way to yeah, make it. Yeah, there will be there will be plenty of laughs. 
<laughs> just a couple of uh, bleak movies. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I, I think they'll both be interesting, and hopefully, maybe we'll find new movies we like. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm excited. That that sounds like a really good movie. <laughs> I like it. I think it could be something you would like. Yeah. It's it's just I could I could talk a lot about that movie, but we'll save that we'll, for next time. Exactly. So you'll have to tune back in to see my thoughts of it. My thoughts of Taxi Driver. Yes. And his thoughts on both of those as well. Yeah. Uh, this is Josh. And this is Aaron. And we've been real opposites. Yeah.